Are you ready, Ev? Yep. Awesome. Mike, cheers. Cheers. Thanks for coming, brother. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Nice little chilly night. Right, <laughs> exactly. I appreciate you a nice it. One. You, uh, you made it audible for me. I actually had somebody else cancel today. Yeah. Um, you'll work. Obviously, we're all business owners. Absolutely. Came first, and I understood that, and you stepped up. You were in a couple weeks from now. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So I think we connected through Instagram, kind of when I started throwing some of these fireside chats out, right? Yeah, yeah. I was a fan. I watched uh, Jamie from Equinbro. Mm -hmm. He was a good friend, and Pat Gagliano, another friend. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a very cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I, and that's the, the, the thing that I like about this most is it's really helping me. It's, it's weird. And when I tell, like, people like my father-in-law and people that are not from our generation, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm virtually creating relationships with people. And he's like, yeah. what the fuck does that mean? You know, like, <laughs> he looks at me like exactly. I have ten yeah. heads. Yeah. But I'm like, it's impossible for me to go to the, the happy hour every night and, and yeah. still be a good dad or hang on my wife or try to not be 400 pounds. Yep. You know, it's easy to just stay in touch with someone hey i like their stuff seems yeah. like a family guy let's exactly. follow along and, and fireside has you know introduced me to guys like you which is awesome nah, that's it you slide into another guy's dms and that's it yeah we're there good. you go look at us we're in love now <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you know a little you know homework here this is really about spotlighting small business owners um individuals women and men um in ocean and monmouth county um I see that you have a, a boxing gym, a kickboxing gym, yep. um, CKL in uh, yes. Freehold, Ash gotcha. Yeah. And um, Tom's River as well. Yes. The Tom's River location. Yep. Um, you're predominantly in your full-time job though, a realtor. Yes. Um, dealing with realty. And uh, three beautiful daughters. Yep, that's um, right. <laughs> and uh, a beautiful wife. Yes. So I'm only, you're only guy. That's you're, it. You're I tried. A, I tried for the boy. <laughs> I'm a girl dad. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all right. That's all right. It, needless to say, you're you're a guy that I want to spotlight. Thank you. Seem mm. like a genuine dude, good dude, Absolutely. and uh, I want to hear your story, and I'm sure you can inspire somebody else. Yeah. So you grew up in Manalpin, right? Yes. Yep. Moved to Manalpin in '93. '93. Yeah. And you were a big ball player, baseball. Yeah. Yep, always liked playing ball. I grew up in Staten Island, playing ball there. Came to Manalpin, went right into baseball. That was like always my sport. I now, are you never... sure you don't know Billy D'Angelo? Because he claims he runs Staten Island. No, I don't know. <laughs> was Staten Island Little League legend? I don't know. I got to look at the, uh, what was the uh, the paper there? The the Staten Island Advance. Billy, uh, I do. That's Staten another Island guy Advance. from Staten Island. <laughs> don't know you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stand out in advance. We got to check if you made the uh, the rally section. There. Billy's a great dude. He'll be on the fireside too, and he's a awesome. character. You're gonna want to see that one. Um, you know, kind of walking through your life chronologically, you came out of school, went to Rowan, and you were playing baseball. You were really feeling like you were gonna try to go shoot to play in the pros, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, played baseball at CBA. Um, got I was a late bloomer. Had a good senior year. So with baseball, you commit typically after your junior season, because it's a spring sport. So I committed to Rowan after my junior year, had a really good senior year. Um, after senior year, scholarship opportunities came, but the coach at Rowan, who I respect like on another level, this guy John Cole, um, was like, you did give your word, you know, where was everybody a year ago? And I was like, you know what, he's right. You know, he spotted me before, you know, I had this crazy senior year. I was like, I'm gonna go to Rowan. I felt like my, my opportunities were Go to a really good D3 school, Rowan, where you're playing Montclair, TCNJ, William Patterson, you know, all the big time D3 schools, pop the chance to go to the World Series, 
or I can go to a low D1, you know, say I played Division One, get a scholarship, and, you know, but... Maybe don't play. We're not going to Omaha, yeah. you know, if I play at some D1 school in New York, but they're D1. You know, I'd rather go to a competitive D3 where I had a chance to go to the World Series, and we did go to the World Series my senior year. And how, would you, how was your college career? How'd you do? I, I, I did good. You know, I felt personally, you know, I felt like I underperformed, but I, you know went on to be captain you know one of my senior year I was the closer so which I enjoyed I liked I was uh before I was a pitcher which started about my junior year in high school I was a position player so I liked playing every day mm -hmm. so closer was a good role for me because mm -hmm. there was always an opportunity I was going to play yeah. I was never going to be the starter who pitched the game and then sat and watched the next four games waiting my turn I liked that if the game was close I knew I was going to go in and I liked the the hype of yeah, Eighth go inning, in. go you know, go get get down to the bullpen, go get warmed up. You know, you got to close this out for us. You, I you, love that. You, I love you, the you know the stress. You of thought that. you were Mariano? Yes, definitely. A lot shorter, but definitely <laughs> felt like you know when I came in, like I felt like I was seven. Sandman feet tall. was playing. Yeah, I felt like I was seven feet tall at that time. Yeah. Now, for a guy who was enjoying baseball so much and feeling like maybe I have a, a, a chance here to go pro or, or play yeah. some amateur ball. How did it impact you when, when that didn't happen? Like, some people, when they're so fixated on sports, whether it be yeah. football, basketball, baseball, they kind of shut down. Yeah. But also small business owners, some of the best ones come from the athletic world because of their competitive nature. Yeah. What did that do to you? Were you like, all right, you know, it's just not for me, and you kind of ran to Wall Street, which we'll talk about next, or yeah. were you like, you know, this, this kind of sucks, and did it like leave you stagnant for a little while? Yeah, it was it was a tough spot because when I I graduated my senior year, obviously I didn't get drafted, you know, which in baseball there's 50 rounds. So if you don't get drafted, you're already like, oh, there was 50 rounds in, you know, 30 teams yeah. and they, you know, no one picked me at 49. At yeah, least. you you kind of like have to start thinking like, oh, maybe you know, I'm not even in the top five you know, thousand people. But um, I did get tryouts, so I was like, all right, you know, there, there's interest, you know, and, and on. Not that it's, you know, you wish this on anybody, but people do get hurt. So there's opportunities. And I certainly had a lot of tryouts, but every tryout I went to, I was always called to the side and they were like, we really like your stuff. I, I didn't throw overhand. I kind of threw like three quarters. I threw hard, I threw low nineties. They're like, we love your arm angle. You know, we love that you throw hard, but you're a little guy. You know, this is probably where you're going to top out. So when you hear that so many times, it's like, you know, what point do you, you know, do you have to tell yourself like, like yeah. the data is yeah. not lying. And, it, and it's not like, you know, sure, these scouts probably know each other, but, you know, the Phillies are telling you the same thing as the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay yeah. at the time, the Rays. And, you know, they're all saying the same thing. Like, you know, we like your stuff, but, you know, what are we going to do? You're going to draft you and you're just going to sit in the minors forever. You're, you're not, you know, you're probably, you're not a big league guy, you yeah. know? So when you hear that enough, you just say like, all right, I got to get serious about my life at this point. And that's when I, you know, focused on my, you know, so you my went, job in finance. Yeah, fast forward. You went into finance. Yeah. Um, you were, you started with Lehman, right? Yeah, I was at Lehman Brothers. Yep. You, you were interning and then you were, you know, moving into a role to be an analyst. Yep. Uh, you were there. How many years were you with Lehman? So I was at Lehman 13 and a half years. I started off as an intern in payroll. My uh, best friend's dad ran the accounting department and he was like, listen, he goes, come here, you know, you start with me, you know, I run accounting, start off in payroll. He goes, and it's always easier to move around within the company than be an outsider trying to get in. Mm -hmm. So the cool thing about payroll is that you work with HR. Yeah. And I happen to handle the equities division, 
of a you know a payroll. So I was always dealing with equity HR, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Wow, you know, you have such a personality. You should you should come over here." And I'm like, "Listen, let me know if there's an opportunity, and um, you know, I'll, you know, I would love to explore. You know, the idea is to grow. You know, mm-hmm. my, my best friend's dad brought me in, knowing like, hey, I'm not going to keep him forever. You know, but I'll you know help him. You know, yeah, everybody, everybody wins. Yeah. yeah. So um, sure enough, an opportunity came up in equity research. And they were like, listen, you know, uh, there's, you know, there's a job here. You know, you're not going to be a uh, research analyst, you know, where you're actually making calls for traders and, like, and recommending what to do with a stock. But you'll learn how to do that. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, yeah. I was like, you got to start somewhere. So yeah. I took that gig um, after I was in payroll for about two years. And then I went over to equities. And so I started at Lehman in 2004, went to equities in six. And Lehman Brothers went bankrupt in 2008 as I was kind of getting my footing. Yeah. I was in equities, and now the company goes under. It's around 150 years. I just get going, and it goes bankrupt. You know? And you're sitting there like, man, yeah. I got so hooked up. My buddy's dad exactly. yo, hooked me yep. up. I got into this program. I just got to put my head down, do some hard work. Exactly. What, he literally what is- said, I'm bringing you in. Make the best of the opportunity. I felt like I was following his direction. I was like, I did that. You know, I hooked up with Equity HR. They brought me over to equities. I did exactly what he said would happen. He's like, this is what will happen. I'll get you in the company and then you'll move around. I did that and the company goes bankrupt. And then sure enough, uh, Barclays Capital took over Lehman Brothers. And immediately, you know, they started looking through. Do we need, you know, this department, that department? And Do we need the newest guy in equities? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I wasn't an analyst, so I was just a guy in training. Mm-hmm. So like, well, well, we'll keep the guys who are already in it. So, um, so I was, I was uh, laid off with thousands of people you know so it wasn't like just me but at the time the thing was everybody was sending out an email like oh guys you know i got laid off you know here's my personal contact information you know give me a call you know let's stay in touch you know great years of lehman brothers so i sent out one of those emails and my buddy's dad is like hey actually you know lehman's going bankrupt with billions of dollars you know it wasn't like uh we have no money it was just like people stopped trading with us Mm -hmm. so he's like i'm actually starting a new accounting department but at the Lehman Brothers Holdings, we got to unwind the company. I know you went to equities. Would you like the opportunity to come back? You know, it'll be a year-to-year deal. It could be a one-year contract. It could be two. He goes, I don't know. He goes, every year will be a new deal. And I ended up being with the bankruptcy for another nine years. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Sign a one-year deals. And So you know, what did you do once you, you know, said, hey, I'm not going to stick to the, the Wall Street world and that world has, you know, transformed over the last 15 years significantly. Yeah, definitely. What, what made you say, hey, I want to go down and open a gym or I want to go down, you know, back home and, you know, just be, um, you know, somebody who works in the community or working as a realtor? Yeah. How did you come up with those thoughts? What were you thinking at that time? Yeah. So being that this new opportunity was presented as it's a year-to-year deal, you know, obviously my mind was always running. Like, you know, I got to... It's either I'm going to stay in finance, figure something else out right away. You know, I got a, I, I took a real estate class in 2009 or 10, I guess it was 2009. And I got my license and I said, let me see, you know, maybe real estate's for me. I don't know. My mother was in real estate. I was like, you know, I've heard the conversations. I'm like, I, I think I would like that, but I'm not sure. You know, so I got my license and I just kind of, you know, I sold a couple places up. I was living up in Union City. I sold a couple places in Hoboken and Union City. Yeah, it's a different world up there. It's not yeah. like Monmouth County. You know, there's no parking. Yeah. You know, you're going to walk-ups. And I'm, like, I'm working at Lehman Brothers. I'm trying to show places after work. I'm like, I just put my license in uh, referral, they call it, mm-hmm. where I have my license. 
but I'm not active. I can just refer out the business. You know, fast forward a couple of years, I get engaged to my wife, Lauren, and I'm like, I need to lose weight for this wedding because mm-hmm. at this point now I'm an animal. I went from a college athlete to I work and I sit in a desk and the only time I get up is have to go co- eat lunch. Have cocktails you know? happy yeah, exactly. hour. Yeah, I go to eat lunch <laughs> and then I go to happy hour after. Uh, the and beer's like, on the train. Yeah, I'm like an animal at this point. I'm like embarrassing. So I'm like, I got to join a gym. And, it, and it's funny, at the time, I, I was a big fan of The Biggest Loser mm-hmm. on TV. And that season, around when I was getting married, they were doing boxing. And I'm like, oh. I was like, you know, I, that looks fun. Like, you know, again, not a fitness guy at all. So I always tell people now when they look at CKO, they're like, oh, you know, a fitness guy. I'm like, not a fitness guy. Like, yeah. I went into this as a finance guy who needed to lose weight for his wedding. I joined CKO in Hoboken, so I lived up that way. And in the three months before the wedding, I lost 20 pounds. And when I joined there, I told the people at the counter, I was like, it's July at this point. My wedding was in October. I was like, Three months gets me right to the wedding. Perfect. I'm going to do the three-month membership. And, I, and in my back of my mind, I was like, these people won't see me after October. Mm-hmm. And on, I went four or five times a week, lost about 20 pounds on the honeymoon. I remember joking around my wife, and I'm like, is this sick that I, like, miss CKO? I'm like, I got I to gotta go to class. Like, yeah. I, I'm used to going five, six times a week. Like, I can't wait to get back and rejoin it because at the time, I didn't have a membership. Yeah. I only did the membership up to my wedding. So as soon as we got back, and I'm like, What's the uh, cheapest way to go about this? Just join for the year, pay it in full, whatever. Like, yeah, if you pay for the year in full, we give a discount. I'm like, I'll do that, you know? And uh, fast forward a couple more months, I lost another 20 pounds. So now I'm a finance guy who's lost 40 pounds with this workout. Mm-hmm. I know my job is going to end at some point, And I have this gym that does not exist. It's a franchise, but does not exist in Monmouth County. And I'm like, you know, I'm not a business owner at this point. I'm just like, this is a really good idea. And I'm yeah. like looking around, you know, again, I laugh at myself now. I'm like, oh, so they got bags hanging and they sign up members. What a concept. This is easy. Yeah. You know, like, I should do this. So always easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. When you're that guy, it's like when you're eating dinner, you're yeah. like, oh, I should open a restaurant. Yeah. I love to eat, yeah. you know, but bang, you don't bang and trigger parm. Yeah, exactly. You don't realize what goes into it. But at the time, you know, I was naive at the, I was 28, 29 at this point. And I'm like, oh, I should totally do one of these. But they didn't have one in Monmouth County. So I started to, you know, talk to the, the CEO, luckily for me, owned the Hoboken. That was his location, mm-hmm. his Hoboken. So I had access to him, mm-hmm. you know, every day because I took class every day. And I was like, you don't have this in Monmouth County? He's like, you should do it. He goes, you're like the perfect gym owner. He goes, you're not the guy who was just doing bicep curls, squats and whatever. He goes, you're a regular guy who works nine to five, sits in a desk and then had success doing this workout. He goes, if there's anybody who could sell CKO kickboxing, you're the guy. You did it. Yeah. yeah he you goes, lived it. You're, you're exactly what we want. So I dug in, I dug in, and um, back in 2012, you know, I uh, bought into CKO kickboxing. So mm. now let me ask you, you're, you're how old at that time? 20, uh, 29. 29 yeah. years old. So yeah. you're 29 years old. You just left a, a, a massive institution. Mm-hmm. You're leaving. I was still working there. Well, oh, you're le- you're still working still there. there. You're at yeah. this you're at this massive institution that yeah. may keep you on, may not keep you exactly. on. You probably make a decent money. Yeah. You're in New York. Do I want to keep doing this Wall Street world? And then you're like, you have this little bulb go off in your head, and you're like, why won't I open this gym yeah. where I live? Yep. Right. I have all these contacts there. It's not in this location. It's worked for me. Yep. What type of, for lack of a better term, balls did it take for you to go and jump into that because a lot of times people want to go do things 
and yeah. they get hit with this wall of fear. And a lot of times I tell people, you just got to jump. You just got to yeah. go for it. The worst thing that happens is you fail and you go back to that big institutional job. Yep. Who cares? Exactly. What was going through your mind when you were doing that? I was terrified. That's for sure. So back when I opened CKO, I was so scared that I knew I couldn't do it alone. So um, my best friend, Matt, um, he's another business owner. Actually, uh, at the time, he was a police officer. And um, his little brother was a personal trainer. And, you know, these are people, Matt and Anthony, Anthony Cangelosi, Matt Cangelosi. I've known them since we're 10 years old, 11 years old. Anthony mm -hmm. was six. And he's a personal trainer for years. And I'm like, Ant, do me a favor. I'm like, please come take this class with me. Mm. Tell me I'm not crazy, right? Like, because I'm just a guy in finance. I fall in love with a concept. I don't want to be the guy at the restaurant who says, wow, this is great. I should open a restaurant. I'm like, just come take a class with me. Make sure I'm not missing something. Mm. He comes up. And again, this is a kid who worked in gyms for years. And after the class, he goes, this is the best cardio I've ever taken in my life. And he's been in gyms for years. He goes, I would do this with you if you wanted to do this with me. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I, I need that, that fitness aspect. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so now I have the fitness aspect of it. I have myself. And then my best friend, Matt, at the time, who's a police officer, also kind of like in the same boat as me, you know, we, we went into, our, I went, went to school for business. You know, I felt like I should do business. He went to school for criminal justice. He's like, I feel like I should do criminal justice. And we said, screw it. Let's, let's take a shot. We had spreadsheets going. All right, if we get, you know, um, 200, uh, we said we need 100 members to break even. If we get 200 members, we're doing great. If we do 300 members, holy shit, we're crushing it. Mm -hmm. So two weeks before we're out to open CKO Freehold, we had 30 members. And we're like, all right, don't panic. It's, you know, people don't know what it is over here. You know, it's a thing in Hoboken. Everybody doesn't know. Out of nowhere, those two weeks before we're opening, we get 75 members. So we're like, oh, my gosh, we open with about 105 members. We're like, all right, good. we're good. We can at least pay the rent. Yeah. The thing takes off like a rocket ship. Before we were four months in, we were hoping for 300. We had four 400 members by April. And then fast forward before the end of the first year was up, we were up to 800 members Wow! in this little studio that we were like, oh my gosh, we had 30 What did you just run classes members. from like we, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. at night? We, we had an, a nice class schedule, you know, a, couple, a 5 a.m. class, 5.30 a.m. class, three times a week. We offered a morning class. We had four night classes. Mm -hmm. We had polled, you know, we looked at what the schools, what time do they go to school? Because we want to make sure moms can get their kids on the bus mm -hmm. and then get to class. So we came up with a 9.30 class. Most of the kids get on the bus, 8, 8.30. Gives parents plenty of time to get to get that dressed, class. Get in the car. Yep. We knew teachers get out of school early. So we, need to, we can't wait till you know, 5, 6 o'clock to have the first class. Let's have a class at 4.30. Mm -hmm. And we know we needed later classes for the people who commute. Yeah. So we, we did the research. We set up. We walked around town with backpacks on, with free class passes. We're open to business town. We grew up here. Please come try our gym. Literally, I, I remember walking around with Matt, handing out class passes, you know, just saying, like, come try our gym. And it, it's skyrocketing. Now, are you and Matt partners still? Not partners anymore mm -hmm. because, and the cool thing is, and which we all agree with, is this gave, not only did it give me the confidence to start new businesses and leave my full-time job, but gave Matt the same confidence. Mm -hmm. He was a police officer, you know, working 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. Yeah, listen, did, did he like it? Sure. But did he know he was, he knew that I could do more, yeah. you know, and an opportunity came with 
for him to buy into Jersey Freeze ice cream, which uh, it's been around since 1952 in Freehold. Mm -hmm. Opportunity came for him to get into that restaurant, open that one. And the only reason he got out of CKO was because he wanted to expand Jersey Freeze and open in uh, Home Dell and yeah. Bill Works. Mm -hmm. And that's why he eventually left Jersey Freeze. And then Anthony also uh, left because he wanted to take his, uh, he's a teacher, and he wanted to take his educational. Uh, now, did you have to buy these guys out over time, or you gave them a chunk of yeah. money? No. These, these are good things for you oh, know, yeah. people who are watching, like a little lesson. Absolutely. I like yeah. to grab little nuggets. So at the time, Absolutely. you had to you know, figure yeah. out an, a, a buyout strategy over time. Yeah. You gave him a lump sum. How did you guys Absolutely. go about no, that? We did it all in one shot. We figured, you know, let's just, you know, let's just do it all here so nobody's lagging around, waiting. But um, I'm, I'm fortunate, you know, because I've heard plenty of stories of other, you know, friendships that ended. Yeah, partnerships are that, tough. Yeah, like Matt and I are best, best friends. We talk. He's probably, I probably have texts from him right now on my phone. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're together nonstop. We text nonstop. So yeah, we're fortunate good. that like we, you know, ran a business together as best friends since we were 11, got out of it, and are still best friends. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's a yeah. cool story. No, definitely. So where did, the, where did the, the, the real estate start to come back in now? So you're, yeah. you're, the gym's rocking. you got 400 members. You no longer have two other partners. You're sitting there bringing in pretty decent income. Yeah. You know, what were you thinking? Like, yeah. I want to go and chase real estate. I like that more than I like the gym. What was going on in your head? Yeah. So it's funny, and it's not. It's I don't want to say like um, a, a user, but it was like I always look at my life as like Lehman bridged me to CKO, and I felt like CKO was doing so well that it bridged me to leave Lehman mm -hmm. and get into real estate. Mm -hmm. So I had my license, as I was telling you, from 2009, and I was, you know, it was always in the back of my mind, like. I, I could do this. Like, I, I know I would be good with it. I'm like, I, I, if I just had, you know, the balls to get rid of the biweekly paycheck mm -hmm. and dive into this commission-based business. Like, every day you wake up, your salary is zero. That's a scary thought. So, so uh, yeah. something I want to stop you. Yeah. Another good nugget. Yeah. So, a lot of people that I talk to, friends, family, yeah. that are in corporate jobs making, you know, high six-figure salaries, yeah. they're miserable. Right, yeah. they would love to start a business. Number yeah. one, they don't know what it is they want to yep. do. Right, everybody thinks they need to have the perfect idea. You don't. Just take a leap, and at least you're not stagnant anymore. Yeah. And the second thing is, man, how do I leave that paycheck? Yeah. You know, I'm so used to that paycheck. I got my mortgage coming up on the 15th. That's three grand. I got you know car payments, car insurance, kids, etc. Yeah. How did you talk yourself into it? So, and, and what I will do is, since we're talking about nuggets and small business owners. When we opened CKO, putting real estate aside for a second. You sold nuggets? We should have sold nuggets. <laughs> but we actually went out of pocket for, so it was three of us, five grand each, when we opened CKO Kickboxing. That's how cheap it was at the time? No, it wasn't. But we needed financing. Mm -hmm. So, and this, this is like, when I talk to my real estate clients who, because I do some commercial real estate, the advice I give them be smarter when you look for investors, right? Mm -hmm. We could have taken on somebody with money. We, Matt and I walked into TD Bank. We're like, we're gonna go get a loan, we're a business plan. And the guy TD, unfortunately, I don't remember his name, but God bless this guy. He was like, listen, and he goes, you, we needed like a hundred grand. He's like, you need a business plan, bro. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you guys are looking for a hundred grand, you're first time business owners. And he goes, I'm just gonna tell you, there's other ways to find money. Mm -hmm. And he goes, 
you don't want to deal with a big bank. He goes, you guys uh, have credit cards? We're like, yeah, we have credit cards. You ever get a balance transfer in the mail? We're like, yeah. He goes, start thinking about those a little more. Research that. Mm-hmm. You get these balance transfers. You probably, everybody probably yeah. gets them all the time. Hey, we'll give you $10,000, you know, uh, balance transfer. Move it to this card. Uh, 0% interest for 18 months. You know, fee is 3%. And we're like, oh, shit. So we're like, if we put $10,000 on this card, Ten, your, your next bill is 10300 mm-hmm. So now we have three of us guys. We got $100,000 in balance transfers deposited into our business bank account. This is all legit, by the way. Yeah, I mean, of course. The checks were sent to us. And we said, listen, nobody takes a dollar until these cards are paid off. We have 12. Every card's different. We have 12 to 18 months to pay these cards off. I set up an Excel sheet. Discover is due by X date. Visa is due by X date. This one's due by this. You know, we got to make sure that we paid these cards off by those dates. And that's how we got our financing. That's awesome, dude. That's how we opened our business. And in six months, we paid off all the cards. It's fucking great, dude. It's a great little nugget. So jumping back in, dude. Um, you launched the business. You came up with creative strategies. And, and that's, you know, what people need to take from these types of things. I want to start yeah. trying to point out more of these nuggets for the young people paying attention to this. Or even for the older guy or girl that you know wants to leave the rat race like there's creative ways to get money even if you're sitting there and you're not sitting on you know six figures in your bank or sitting on you know millions of dollars in retirement funds you could potentially borrow from you know there is other creative ways to just get going and on a hundred thousand dollars essentially on credit cards yeah you guys are able to launch you know close to a seven-figure business yeah which is awesome Fast forward, because it's cold. I don't want to keep you out here yeah, all night. No <laughs> you guys then went from there and launched Marlboro, Tom's River. And Wall. And Wall. Yep. Right? And, and how quickly were those done over the next few years? So Freehold opened 2013. We opened Wall and Marlboro both in 2015. And then we opened Tom's River in 2018. Doesn't yeah. And were they similar startups to Freehold where... You got some instant, you know, you know, good memberships, and yeah. you were retaining customers. Yeah, we, we learned the the trade as we went. I was not a finance guy, so you know, once I got a feel of what to do, uh, Wall was the second location that we opened. So we opened Freehold with about 110 members, I would say, 105, 110 members, I think it was. Wall opened opened the doors with 225 members. Mm. You know, we just knew at that point the model, pre-sale. You know, get a good amount before you open for class. It's not like a food place where you just unlock the door and like, all right, we're selling food, you know, come in and have lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, with a gym, it's a little different. You know, how can you have class if you don't have people? Yeah. You know, you don't just unlock your doors and, you know, be like, all right, come take class. You know, it's like you need to pre-sale. So we knew we pre-sailed the hell out of it with Wall and opened with over 200 members. Marlboro was a little different. We still opened with about 150 members, which was better than uh, Freehold, but we already had a name in the area. But, um, you know, again, it's different. And I, I would tell this to everybody is be careful what you do. Like we wanted to expand, you know, Freehold is off uh, in, in the borough off Route 33 business. Location. Yeah. We, we thought we needed to be in a prime time. So Marlboro, we opened on Route 9 in one of the top shopping centers. And we were like, oh, my God, we're going to crush it here. And the pre-sale wasn't like it was on Wall, you know. And it was about 125, 150, which is great, you know, as far as the gym goes. But we were like, we just did two, 
you know, 25. Your expectations were set higher. We were like, oh my gosh, we're now on Route 9. We're going to crush it. But it's not necessarily, it's, it's, the product was good enough that you could have gone anywhere at that point. Yeah. So you, you you then are are getting up to 2020 and COVID hits. Yeah. Yeah. How does that impact your gyms? COVID sucked. Like there's nothing, now you have, you're not even open, right? And then you have people who are just kind of like, ah, you know what? I like CKL, but you know, do I need to like, you know, keep that around? Let me cancel and I'll rejoin if, you know, when things turn around. Mm -hmm. Well, here we are, you know, January of 2022 and things really haven't, you know, settled down yet. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, COVID sucks, you know, it's like, you know, and it needs to, it needs to fucking end. The people who are in control. Um, I try not to go too crazy into politics on this, but sure. the people who are in control just need to wake up. Man. Yeah. Like the, the people are sick of this. The small business owner who's out there trying to just make it work. And again, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on. And you're gonna, it's going to sound conspiratorial, but yeah. like it's almost like they want to hurt the small business owner. Amazon's good. Walmart's good. Target was open. ShopRite was open. Right? These large institutions were open. And I get, you know, ShopRite is a food, but... Right. No, the this cr- guy's a, a regular dude's got three children or you had three kids at the time, right? Yep. Three yep. kids, a wife, a home that it's just, it's just such bullshit. Yeah. I tell people this. I'm like the craziest thing to me, Ryan was my, my business is closed. I'm, I'm a health business, mm-hmm. right? And COVID it, it's, it hits the people who are unhealthy. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm the business you want open. Yeah. And the but, healthy guys being punished too, who actually works I, at being I'm healthy. closed. But I'm at, and I, and I know my business, right? Everybody scans in. I know every single human that comes in the door. Mm-hmm. But I'm at Sam's Club, standing in line, mm-hmm. wrapped around the corner. Yeah, and it's okay. And all I'm thinking in my head is, I'm not allowed to open. There's thousands of people walking into this store right now. Yep. They didn't take my name. Mm-hmm. They don't know who was here. Yeah. Right? They can't trace you. No. But when people swipe and seek out, I know who was here. So yep. God forbid there was a case. Here, here's my check-in monitor. Yeah. From you can, yesterday. You can contact these people. And, and again, and I'm seeing CKL. It's a small studio, right? I'm seeing what a hundred people a day. Here's my roster from Monday, Tuesday. Out of that hundred that came on Monday, it's probably a lot of the same people. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm not allowed to open, but yeah. here I am fr- wrapped around a corner. Super on, frustrating. On a big store. That's seeing thousands of, there's no tracking taking place, but I'm closed. And while I'm closed, I'm just bleeding people. I, I think there's a bigger. You grew for years and years and years, and you're just bleeding. Yeah. It's just like, what do you say? I'm not open. I can't even, you know, we had virtual classes. We were posting free classes on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to come to the gym. Yeah. They want to be there. They want to see the tra- their trainers that mm-hmm. they love. You their know? relationships they yeah. built. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're friends that they yeah. work out with. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's tough, man. It's super frustrating. Again, I, I, I put my tinfoil hat on. I, I think it's a, a different agenda, and it's really thousand. You know, unsettling to, to watch them take control. Two weeks, two weeks, two weeks to now. Yeah. You, know, you have a guy like you that you lost how many members? That, I mean, between all the gyms, yeah. over a thousand members. I yeah. Lost. yeah. That's, that's, that's a lot of money. People can quickly do the math. What is your monthly membership? $70 a month before COVID. So yeah, thousand so that, members. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money to lose, and you have yeah. overhead that yeah. your landlords are still sitting there. Maybe some are going to be lenient, others are going to be like, "Hey, I got bills too. You got to pay up." Yeah, and that's um, yeah, that's a stressful point. How did you push through that? Yeah, I was I was fortunate in three of my locations where the landlords were cool. 
Hmm. But my, my main location, Freehold, the landlord was like, no, I want to get paid. And he yeah. goes, I'm going through a tough time too. And what do you do? Thank yeah. God I'm a realtor. You know, yeah. I have another job. I, you know, my members at the time, you know, w w what do you say to your customers, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you, you just say like, hey guys, you know, everybody's posting, we're all in this together. Mm. But nobody realizes that I'm selling a house and paying my rent at CKO yeah. because I'm like, I love CKO. I feel it's worth it. I want to save it. So I would legit sell a house and pay the rent. But see right, right yeah. there. That's the difference between winners and losers in business yeah. because there's so many times I have hit the wall yeah. and been like early on, especially in my career, when I've been like, I'm about to give up on this. And then you just put your head down yeah. and go to work and it works out. And you end up, you know, 10 steps ahead. And you and I think yeah. you will as well, especially with your freehold free location. Yeah. Um, so kudos to you for pivoting and, and adapting. And listen, yeah. that's... Uh, you know, you're an entrepreneur. Hey, I got this yeah. other business over here, guys. So all you people that go to my gym, you know, you want to help me out. We're all in this together. You're looking to sell your house. You got a friend that's selling a house. You know, yeah. give give me a call. And um, yeah. you know, good for yeah. you for for getting through that and pushing through. You yeah. did you did sell your wall location recently, right? Yes. Yeah. So you're able to unload one of those at least. Yeah. Get rid of. I had of uh, two trainers that were awesome. And, you know, it, you get to a point, it's when you open the gyms, you know, like I mentioned earlier, that I'm out, I'm in a backpack, I'm handing out class passes. Hmm. Well, COVID happens, you got to do that again. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, how, how, are, how am I doing that now? Yeah, you, you know, you, you can't go you know, get, do that same ground game. You know, now, now I have four locations. You know, how, how am I doing that again? Yeah. You know, when I did it, you know, for each time, you have the time to dedicate to... All right, I'm opening freehold, focused yep. on opening freehold. I'm opening wall, I'm focused on opening wall. Now, all four gyms have just been blasted. You know, I, I, I can't walk around to shopping centers in four yeah. different towns. You know, that's minimizing in four different towns because you pull from different areas. Of course. What do you do? Fortunately, I had two phenomenal trainers who were like, I would love to take this over. And we sold the wall location. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. And you still retain Tom's River and... Um yeah, I have Tom's Marble. over in uh, Freehold now. And then Freehold, it's it's going to be one of those stories because in my mind they tell me it's going to be one of those stories that that location forced me to pay the rent while I was closed. Kind of a situation where like parking lot's always packed. You could afford it. You know, mm -hmm. just kind of like, a, yeah, and, we're, and, we're all going through a tough time. You know, and you, listen, you could afford it. It is. It, it's like, all right, no problem. It's you know? tough. It yeah. is tough, right? Because yeah. you do see it from the perspective of the landlord, right? Exactly. And I did. It, it's and hard. Like, what could I Still leaves a bad say? taste in your mouth. Exactly. I look at it as I'm a great tenant. I've been here for years. The space was vacant before I came. So, you know, you're, you're annoyed. But I, I thank him every day because forcing me to pay was forcing me to be like, you know what? He's right. Yeah. Freehold is that good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy my own space. Mm -hmm. And I bought my own space now. Yeah, you flipped it into a positive, And that's yeah. the way you got to think you know, about he, it. He forced me to be a commercial real estate investor now. Mm -hmm. You know, I bought a restaurant that didn't open after COVID. I'm like, you know what? It's right down the street. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move my gym there. I'm not going to pay this guy rent anymore. I'm going to move my facility to my own space now. That's awesome. And Where is that located? It's... I'm at 610 Park Avenue. This is going to be a 536 Park Avenue. All right. So when I tell you 1,000 feet down the road, it's right up the road. And now I'll have it for the for You have the your own building. Yeah. yeah. 
Or my kids will have it one day. So tell Hopefully. me your involvement in the gym, right? You're, you're a dad of three. Yeah. You know, a husband. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> full-time realtor. Yeah. How do you make the time to be involved in the gym? Because I know when we spoke mm-hmm. previously, you, you said you were still pretty involved. Tell me some of the things that you do to mm-hmm. make sure you're, you know, keeping those relationships strong and showing the people that are coming to the gym and giving you money that you care. Yeah. So I always say, even though it's a franchise, it's not like... Uh, <coughs> a fast food place where you just kind of plop one in and people are going to come because they know the name. It is a mom and pop shop while it is a franchise. So for years, I've always worked the front desk on Monday nights. I could certainly pay somebody to work the counter, but I like to be there. I enjoy it. I like to see everybody. And it's like it forces me to, um, you know, block off my time. When it comes to real estate, I don't book appointments on Monday night because I know I'm at CK on Monday nights. Mm -hmm. So I work the counter on Monday nights. The schedule changes all the time, but right now I, I teach Wednesday nights. So, you know, I put myself on. So Plus, it keeps me fresh with teaching classes. I always like the fact that I, if, God forbid, if it was nobody else, I could teach every class if yeah. I had to. You know, I'm fortunate that I have amazing trainers. You know, I, I always look at it as the fitness business is kind of a revolving door. But I have trainers that have been with me since the day I opened. And I'm like, why is that? You know, because they love the concept too. Yeah. You know, they could have just went to another gym. You mm-hmm. know, they could have said, ah, oh, you know what? I'm going to go to a X gym and there's a studio. I could do personal training there. But they stay at CK. And I don't, I don't know yeah. you that well, but you seem like a good guy. It's a testament yeah. to you then too, right? You're, yeah. It means you're taking care of them. You're paying them a decent mm-hmm. wage. You're, yeah. You're treating yeah. them like good employees. Like every small business, you get paid last. Yeah. You know, like my staff gets paid first, and God willing, there's money left over, and then I can get paid. But the staff is everything mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I'm lucky that especially in freehold you know definitely Tom's River as well but freehold I've had people around for almost 10 years now it's good I'm gonna have yeah. to come check it out yeah so talking a little bit about your real estate business um, yeah we met via fireside yeah um, I'm launching a coaching group I think everybody needs a mentor and a coach and yep. there's people who came up like me in high school and maybe they're in their late 20s now or early 20s or heading into the early 30s looking to leave the corporate world that were like me, right? I want to attract mm-hmm. people who are like-minded. And uh, I, I noticed with your brand, you kind of go off of the, the big baseball brand, which is yeah. like the big chew gum, yep. right? And yep. you branded mm-hmm. yourself as this guy who was a ball player. And it is something that is unique in a world of real estate where you, you have predominantly everybody who's driving around expensive cars, yeah. um, you know, wearing suits and <clears throat> you know doing things like billboards and i'm not saying any of that is wrong yeah but you know how do i stand out in this world and i always hear my, hear my other buddies who are realtors don hughes and all these guys you know yeah absolutely. um you know h- how do i stand out there's x you know tw- what is the number in ocean county of realtors Monmouth in ocean county right now is at up to i think sixteen thousand realtors Sixteen thousand realtors yeah. in the county yeah. the company i work for the broker dealer insurance company don't have five thousand advisors yeah so i mean mm-hmm. that's a lot of people so how do you stand out yeah. You know, how do you do that? And how did you come up with that concept? And, and what do you try to do on social media yeah. to stand out? So when it came to real, when I first got, when I knew I was leaving Lehman Brothers. So I left Lehman Brothers because I was in Jersey City for years. And they, at the time, I was getting ready to open my fourth gym. And they were like, we're going to go back to Manhattan now. We're, we're so small in size. We got to consolidate and bring everyone to Manhattan. I was like, well, I knew logistically I couldn't do that and CKL. And I said, you know what? This is the time. I've been slow playing it for years. I have my real estate license. Never did anything with it. 
I'm gonna go full force. You know, they let me know in February of 17, we're gonna move to the city July 1st. So I spoke to them and I said, listen, you know, I have other businesses. The city really wouldn't work for me, you know, because all my businesses are in central Jersey, you know, Monmouth and Ocean County. Yeah, commute to, you know. How was I going to start getting on the line at the Port Authority, you know, at, you know, if even if I left work at five, which that doesn't happen anymore, you know, how was I walking to the Port Authority, getting online and getting <coughs> back to New Jersey to actually get so to you my knew, businesses? So you knew it was time. You're like, hey, yeah. dude, I, I need to, I need to go for, into real yeah, estate. They forced me into making the decision. I was like, you know what? Now's the time. So how did you come up with that brand? You know, what, what, so, what was in your head to say, I want to yeah. build this brand of, you know, kind of around the baseball concept? Yeah. So the baseball concept was actually a bar concept. My college roommate and I said, well, we should open a bar, call it third base, mm -hmm. your last stop before home, mm -hmm. right? You're going out, where do you go before you go home? You go to third base, yeah, yeah. third base home. And then- That should be the name of your home bar too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would work great, great as a bar, yeah. but I was like, you know, I was at a different real estate company and you know, I was like, all right, this is cool, whatever. But I was like, I felt like, you know, 16,000 realtors, how many stick out? Mm -hmm. So I, I created the website, thirdbaserealestate.com, your last stop before home. So you go to my website and then you're home. You're, you're That's, great. Home. That's great. You know, so. I actually like that yeah, a lot. That's and, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's good. And it's just kind of like people are like, yeah. Oh. And, and if you played sports, you're like, yeah. genius. Yeah. You know, this guy's great, you know. So. But that, see that, that yeah. right there, that right there and is pulling yes. in the people who are like-minded, same yes. way that I use social media. Yep. I'm putting out there who I am. Love me, hate me, whatever it may be. I'm going to get people that are coming to me that are like me. You're going to get people that are into sports, maybe exactly. really into baseball. Hey, yep. great common thing to talk about. Yeah. <clears throat> so you've been doing real estate ever since full yeah. time. And obviously the last few years have been insane in that world. Yeah. Which was, again, almost a blessing you had. And I'm always about um, without talking about finance because I'm not allowed to. But, yeah. you know. Theoretically, you have you know, buckets of, of different monies or businesses. Yeah. And although this bucket was down, you had another lever that you could pull, which was yeah. real estate. And you had a really good real estate market. So quickly talk about your last two years and you know, kind of yeah. the years that you had and what you yeah. saw, right? The migration. Yeah. Listen, when I first started real estate, it's, it's terrifying, right? You go from a biweekly paycheck to you're at zero dollars every day. So I was like, I got to this has to work like it was just like you know i left lehman brothers i'm like this has to happen you know in while the last couple of years has been great i left lehman july 1st 2017 and i was like whatever i got to do to make this work i'm gonna do you know so i just started advertising the hell out of the third base thing i came up with this cartoon guy you know a mortgage uh broker troy sear shout out to him created me my character and he was like, this would be great. It looks exactly like you. It really does. And, it's yeah. funny. And this character, and, and it could have just been a character that said just sold, just listed, mm -hmm. under contract, whatever. But I'm like, why stop there? Like, I'm a dad. Let's do dad jokes with it. Yeah. And I legit focused this real estate world on a bunch of dad jokes with my cartoon character. <laughs> and then, you know, the market changes, of course. Yeah. And I'm like, well, now I'm the recognizable guy mm -hmm. because... Uh, Cool website name, athletes love it. Third base, last stop before home, they get it. And now, if you're not an athlete, there's this cartoon guy, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Oh my god, I was just in Dunkin' Donuts on uh, today's what Wednesday? You know, mm -hmm. I was in Dunkin' Donuts on Saturday, and a guy goes, you a realtor? Who's the guy with the cartoon?'" He's like, "Oh yeah, I saw your uh, billboard and I got a postcard in the mail." He goes, "Genius." Yeah. 
And I'm like, you know, when there's 16,000 realtors, and, and he wasn't looking to buy a home. He was just, he knew me. He saw you. Yeah. He was like, because he liked the concept. And I'm like, listen, if, if, if I did that much, then I know I'm doing the right thing. Even though he's Absolutely. not my client, maybe he tells people, I met the guy, you know, with the cartoon head in the third base at Dunkin' Donuts the other day. He's a cool dude. And it's a lot Give of a strategy. Call. Let's be honest. Real yeah. estate gets very... Yeah. boring, right? It's the same thing in my world, right? If I was allowed to talk about finance every yeah. day on social media, it would be like, oh, you know, Ryan's talking about taxes or Roth IRAs or life insurance. Mm. No one gives a shit, right? Until they're ready to sit down and talk about that stuff, they are looking and scrolling on social media to find people that they like. And then they yeah. follow them and see their content. What a great way. Hey, I'm telling dad jokes. I'm this regular type of dude. It's not all about just listed, 100 houses. I don't care that you sold 30 houses this week. Nobody cares. Yeah, Yeah. nobody cares. And honestly, what happens in the brain to me, and I tell this to some of my buddies, dude, you're posting so much because you are successful, so props to you. But after a while, I'm not even liking it because I feel like it's the same house I just saw yesterday. Exactly. Right? And a lot of realtors do that. Yeah. They just post, just sold today, and then they do a weekly recap. And I'm like, you know, eh, you know. Yeah. How about, you know, get more be creative. funny. Yeah, yeah get more funny. creative. You know, be relatable. Yeah. You know, I remember when I started, I was wearing a suit and tie yeah. because I came from Lehman Brothers. And I remember I went to show a house and they were like, oh, wow, are we underdressed? And I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm not relatable. Yeah. I need like, to be me. Let me be relatable. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of where the cartoon guy comes in. It's like, oh, he's funny. I yeah. would, you know, if I'm going to go out every weekend to look at houses, let's have fun. Now, you do know? you have a team in this or you do it by yourself or? I just started a team. Um, I would say April of 2021. Mm-hmm. I just started a team. The market got real tight, and I was like, "How? Am, you know, when you're a realtor, you're you're a human, right? How many houses could you possibly show? Mm-hmm. You know, if everybody wants to go out on Saturday and Sunday, how do, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't want to lose anybody, you know. So I, plus, you know, and there's the people you know, but then when you have a listing, you you do get random calls from you know. Jimmy out in New York, who's yeah. like, oh, I saw you have a listing. Can you show it to me? Well, I don't want to lose those because that's part of you know real yeah. estate. Is like you want to capture as much business as you can. Of course, you want to create the trap and get them in there and yeah. funnel them to yeah. your people. Yeah, and then you juggle that with, well, I have a family. Mm-hmm. You know, what if Jimmy is calling me for my listing, but then you know now this guy or girl has another listing and he's calling her. Yeah. So I'm like, do I want to leave my family mm-hmm. to show this guy that might not be loyal to me? So I'm like, you know what? I don't want to lose the business just in case. Let's start a team. You know, and the way I started was when I left Lehman, I took every single phone call. I ran out. If it was Sunday night at 7 o'clock. And they Showing, were, I want to covering go see this for people. House. Yeah. I want to go see this house. It's in Millstone. You know, and I'm like, okay, it's 25 minutes away. I'm like, you know what? But maybe this, maybe this is going to be my client. You get up off the couch. You know, you could be in your pajamas. You're like, I'm going to get dressed right now. I'm going to go show that house because if I connect with them, that could be my client. And some of them were and some of them weren't. And a lot weren't. You a lot were, weren't. But you got to yeah. get up and, and... But you have to try. You yeah. have to get up to bat. Yeah. Right? Exactly. You have to get yeah. up to bat. So what did you guys do in sales volume last year with your team? So last year, the team did... We sold over 80 homes as mm-hmm. a team and we did 35 million in volume. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. And yeah. you only have three, three total people. Three people and... That started in April. It was the first fella, Eddie Petrie. The second guy was uh, P.T. Catalo was in July. And then Laura Fazio joined in September. So awesome. we started like halfway through the year. And we're going to end up being one of the top teams at REMAX. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah. Kudos to you guys and your team. Yeah. Thank you. 
So listen, uh, something I like to do because I want to keep you here, uh, you know, long in the cold is mm -hmm. talk about um, some other businesses you want to spotlight, right? Mm -hmm. This is about spotlighting other local business owners, people yeah. who have been through a, a tough story, veterans, you yeah. know, ex-police, everything, whatever you want to do. You know, shout out somebody from the Mammoth and Ocean Carry. I want you to go with two of them and then, yeah. you know, tell us something about their business. Yeah. Well, the first one would obviously be uh, Jersey Freeze. I was telling you about my yep. buddy Matt, who opened uh, CKO with me, and his partner Katie. She's a trainer at CKO as well. Mm -hmm. they, uh, Katie's been working at Jersey Freeze since she's 15 years old. Mm -hmm. She's at Jersey Freeze, gosh, it's got to be over 30 years now. Mm -hmm. Great story. She started just working the counter, and now she's an owner. What is yep. what is Just Freeze? Jersey Freeze Jersey is Freeze, um, I'm sorry. ice cream slash grill. So you want to go there for lunch, burgers, grilled cheese, whatever. Like that kind of just basic food. I take my kids there all the time. They love Easy it. Easy for the kids. They get something different every single time. And where are they located exactly? Freehold. Right on Route 9 in Freehold. Right on Route 9. Yep. And then if I, uh, I'll give you two more. My friend uh, Steve, you know, he, uh, Steve Cortaposi, he um, was a CKO owner, also is invested in a meal prep company as well. Mm -hmm. So fresh, so clean. One of my best friends since I'm 18 years old. How does Jamie feel about that? stuff and you know, i got it's like <laughs> look at me i got two uh, two guys that i love that are both in meal prep but it's like Coronado's a buddy of mine he's got a prep company too actually he's he's going to be coming on and the i've show spoken well. to him too yeah. exactly and he's a good kid too and yeah. it's like you know and, and it's funny what i say with real estate and i'll say with any businesses have a good product and there's enough business for everybody yeah right it's like, true you have a good product uh, there's plenty of gym owners that i'm friends with that they might not like boxing but they're gonna like their concept we can all work together. I say that in my space all the time, too. Exactly. You may be fixated mm -hmm. on an area of finance that I don't really care about yeah. or I don't have as much interest in. Yeah. Why can't we work on the client together? Why does it have to be, you know, it's either me or you? Exactly. So I, I get what you're saying. Yep. Well, the dude, last look. guy I would say is 618 <coughs> in Freehold, Matt Borowski. I've been to his restaurant. He's like, yeah, unbelievable business, better a guy. Yeah, That's actually, uh, yeah, Sal Ventry, another realtor who was on yes. the show, I know, yeah, he had absolutely. his uh, son's christening or first yeah. birthday or something there. Yeah. It was a nice spot. Yeah. Really good spot. Like, like that, that's all I can say about that is the restaurant's amazing. He as an individual is like nothing you'll ever experience. Yeah, I think I briefly met him. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to get him on in the future as well. Definitely should. Yeah. Well, dude, thank you for coming out on this cold night and thank last you. minute, dude. I thank appreciate you. it. No, um, my pleasure. Really, you know, we could talk for an hour and a half about oh, yeah. business you seem like a sharp guy a creative thank guy you. but uh hopefully this inspires somebody and also get some eyes on you as well thank you i appreciate awesome. it thanks for thank coming you, brother. brother thank you cheers you too